What's up, fans? How are you all doing? Thank you. Welcome to the Morning Brew, man. It's where we, where we drink coffee, because it's early. We drink coffee. We talk about what's going on in sports. And I am going to be joined from fans and from people all around the world. Um, actually, I'm going to put this invite in the link for fans. So, fans, if you're watching us, you can click the link in the description now. And if you see that StreamYard link on the bottom, you can call in and you can be a part of the Morning Brew. So let's go ahead and let's actually get into it, man. Last night, yesterday, we had an amazing game, Celtics versus Raptors game seven. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, game six. They're headed to a game seven. It was absolutely amazing. Double overtime thriller from both teams. I think the Raptors finally were able to figure out the Celtics offensively. I think when you even kind of just look at what the Raptors were doing on defense for the past couple of days, you know, I've heard Pavi say numerous times that Nick Nurse is creating offense. I don't necessarily think he's uh, creating offense or creating defense. I just think he's finally adjusting, making those proper adjustments that they need to make. I think that actually the Toronto Raptors are a team that I think is going to come back and win the series. Everybody was telling me before, you know, kind of as the series, excuse me, sorry, Fix my camera. As the series progressed, um, you know, over the first two games, t t t Toronto has it all. The Celtics don't have anything. Toronto has it all. And, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Celtics have it all. Toronto doesn't have anything. And now I think what you, what you see is what happens when you get a team that's full of veterans that actually has an actual defense. I think the Raptors this year and last year still have one of the best defenses in the world. I know Pascal Siakam can be immobilized at times, but that kind of is what that is. Um, shout out to all the fans out there. If you're watching, drop a comment. All comments will go up on the screen. All Super Chats will get a major shout out. And as I mentioned before, if you'd like to call into the Morning Brew, there is a link at the very top of the description label StreamYard. Click it in and you will be able to call in and talk to me on the Morning Brew so we can talk about whatever. But let's continue with Celtics versus Raptors. Celtics versus Raptors game seven, which I will actually talk about a little bit later with a uh, few of the people that will come on here. I'm actually going to take the Raptors to win game seven. I think that the Raptors are a force. And I think that you never count out the heart of a champion. And I think what we saw was the heart of a champion got counted out uh, uh, a numerous, 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 numerous amounts of times. And, you know, everybody said that it would be impossible for the Celtics to come back and win four games. And um, I'm sorry, for the Raptors. I don't know why I keep calling the Raptors the Celtics. It, they said it would be impossible for the Raptors to come back and win four games in a row. But, I mean, to be honest, I mean, who, I mean, who's going to stop a champion, especially one that can, you know, that can def confuse you defensively? I think the thing that I've seen a lot from the Celtics is, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are still playing well, but the others aren't playing as well. You're not getting those huge games from Marcus Smart. You're not getting those huge, um, you know, you know, you know, games that you would need from a Daniel Tice, even though the fact that a huge game and Daniel Tice being in the same conversation is actually comical, comical within itself. But let's be real. Daniel Tice has played very, very well this season. I also think that the Celtics miss Gordon Hayward because I think that when you go with options like Tatum and Brown, they're cool, but you need a third option, a fourth option that'll be able to pull you through. I think what we saw in game one and two was Marcus Smart was that third option. He was easily that third option. I think he was out there, you know, making threes and what did he do? Splash four threes in a game. Uh, he was scoring. He was playing defense. He was being effective. He was agitating. And now... What you see is that, you know, he been kind of getting the clamps put on him. 
Um, and I think that, you know, we see the exact opposite of, I believe, what the Heat should have done, um, you know, you know, in the, you know, in the Nuggets series. Shout out to, you know, them. Like, I think that the, the Clippers, once they got up 2-1, sensed blood in the water, right? Even when they were, even when it was honestly, I would probably say even when honestly, when this, when, when the Clippers series was, was 1-1. Um, I was thinking, eh, if different wins this game, they might be able to sneak and take this series seven or six. I still think they'll take it six. Um, and then basically, you know, you see what happens. Um, um, defense comes out to play and guys make shots. And if you make shots against a team that is not as offensively gifted as you, which the Nuggets are not as offensively gifted as the Clippers. They are as a unit as gifted as the Clippers, but offensively they aren't as gifted as the Clippers. And I think what you see is you saw the stars come in, you saw the stars come to play and want to take over. And I think for the Celtics and for the Raptors, I'm looking at Kimball Walker. I'm looking at uh, Jason Tatum. I'm looking at Jalen Brown. You have to show up and you have to play better on a continuous basis for the full game. And also with Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has been playing lights out. I mean, even in game six, he played lights out. He was making threes. He hit a corner three late in the game that was very, very big. So for those guys, I just think they just have to continuously, 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 continuously just attack the basket. Even Kimball Walker, you know, there should be no reason why Serge Ibaka is in a walking boot and the Celtics aren't attacking the Raptors, you know, centers in the paint constantly, 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 constantly. And unfortunately, that's just not what you've been seeing, um, you know, from the Boston Celtics over these past, what, three games, three-ish games, three, four games. Um, in the first two games, I thought they moved the ball well. I thought they hit timely shots. I thought Kimball Walker was a force. I thought Jason Tatum was a force. I thought Jalen Brown was a force. I, I thought that Marcus Smart was a force. And I think in the past, you know, two, three games, um, you know, for the Celtics, I think they, their players are, um, have been selective forces. So, one night you'll have a Jalen Brown be a force, and then the next night um, it'll be a Kimball Walker. But I think that they have to put that together for a full 48 minutes. I'm looking at Kimball Hurley Walker because he's a guy that, if you know me from Hoops and Brews, I've called him Midba numerous times. And the reason why I've called him Midba numerous times is because I believe that the man is mid. And I believe that the man has to do a better job of showing up in big playoff games and in big moments and being able to actually affect the game in ways that will allow the team to win. Right. When Kimball Walker was essentially, um, you know, down there in Charlotte, I saw Dwayne Wade come into his house. I saw Dwayne Wade set, sit on his table. I saw Dwayne Wade eat his food. I saw Dwayne Wade uh, 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 read the newspaper. I saw Dwayne Wade drink coffee like this. And he was doing that all over Charlotte. So I'm looking for Kimball Walker. You have to be better, bro. Like, I, I, I'm even thinking about Kimball Walker, right? He was brought on this team to essentially be, what, um, the third option, right? But by all metrics, Kimball Walker was, the, was supposed to be the best player on this team, if I'm not mistaken. But he's not the best player on the team. Kimball Walker is not the best player on the team. I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are clearly much better than Kimball Walker. But I don't think that I don't think that that has to be the case because I actually truly, truly believe that Kimball Walker can be very, very good, especially versus a team that doesn't have the perimeter defenders to be able to keep up with him in terms of speed. Like Kimball Walker is still a very, very 
um, you know, fast player. And although, you know, he, you know, you said Kyle Lowry put him in a box. Kimball Walker shouldn't, ha Kyle Lowry shouldn't have the opportunity to put Kimball Walker in a box. Kimball Walker is fast. He's shifting. He can dribble. He can shoot. I don't understand why it is Kyle Lowry and Kimball Walker are going neck for neck. You know, Glasses Malone and I were having a lot of conversations and things of that sort in regards to this NBA season and, to, you know, and to Kimball Walker and to Kyle Lowry and will Kyle Lowry perform in the playoffs. And I kept saying, Glasses, you got to chill, bro. Like, like, like Kimba's not going to outperform Kyle Lowry like that. And he's like, no, you're going to see Kimba Walker is going to outperform Kyle Lowry. He's going to outplay Kyle Lowry. He's going to make Kyle Lowry look goofy. And I'm like, I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen. And I think what you've been seeing in the playoffs is that it's not happening at all. And the only time Kimba has really been able to break free and get loose is when he gets a switch. And then he has a big man on a switch like a Serge Ibaka or like a Marc Gasol. And then he scores. But if we're talking about all-around game, full throttle, you know, every game, night in, night out, he's not going full throttle. So Kimba Walker has to be better. Because if Kimba Walker is not going to be better, then, then literally the Celtics are going to lose game seven. And if they lose game seven for the Celtics, if I'm them, we just honestly retool, come back for next year, and we figure it out next year. I think Gordon Hayward getting hurt was massive for them. I do believe that he is a huge piece for their team. I do believe that he is a piece that they need in order to win a championship. But to get to the conference finals, I mean, who knows, you know? So let's go ahead, move on, talking about Celtics game, um, you know, versus Raptors. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. But let's go ahead. Let's actually talk tonight. Okay, I'm sorry. He says, do you sign Hayward or Marcus? Um, they don't have to choose between signing Gordon Hayward or Marcus Smart. Uh, I believe both of them are on long-term uh, agreements, or at least Gordon Hayward has, I believe, one or two years left on his agreement. And Marcus Smart, I thought, just signed a three- or four-year deal. So none of them need to be re-signed. They just simply need to be there and be healthy. Um, and Gordon Hayward just has to be healthy. And even the sprained ankle. I mean, obviously, the sprained ankle isn't a broken foot or anything like that. Um, still bad. He's, he's back in quarantine in protocol. So I guess we'll see what happens. But anyways, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Let's talk some NFL Week 1, man. I'm not going to lie. I've been seeing constant tweets all oh actually hold on wait a minute he said y'all said kimba is better than john wall i ain't forgot i ain't say that shit pavy said that pavy said that i ain't say you ain't never in your life heard them words come out of my mouth pavy said that y'all gotta stop putting words in my mouth y'all gonna stop doing that y'all gonna stop putting words in my mouth that pavy said that pavy called kimba walker a top 25 point guard of all time and he was tripping but Let's go ahead. Let's talk NFL week one, man. I am actually not excited about the NFL season. And this year has nothing to do with the blackballing of, Ka of Colin Kaepernick. What it has to do with is the NFL ain't marketed this season at all. They ain't even no promos. I was walking in Echo Park um, in, in Los Angeles, um, you know, yesterday. And I saw some Rams posters on the side. And I'm like, man, I'm like, man, football coming back tomorrow, man, who watching that? So NFL week one begins tonight. We have Texans at Chiefs. We'll talk about that in a second. But for this first week of NFL action, we have the Eagles at the Washington football team. We have the Dolphins playing Cam Newton and the Patriots. We have the Packers facing the Vikings, which looked and actually this will be a great game because I think the Vikings will be good this year. And honestly, I think this is. This has to be a rebound season for Aaron Rodgers, where I think he might, it might be over for him. 
And when I say it might be over for him, I mean he might be throwing footballs in Jacksonville in like a year or two years if he doesn't come out and ball the season, especially with Mike McCarthy moving on and them no longer having his services. He no longer has a scapegoat. So I'm going to say that that way. The Colts versus um, at the Jacksonville Jaguars is the next game. Then we have the Bears versus the Lions. I'm really, really hoping that the Bears this year as a Bears fan can go out there and can actually go 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six and win us the championship, man. I'm sick and tired. I am sick and tired of the mediocrity. It's been 25 years since the Chicago Bears have won a championship. I am, I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. My body, my body, this body, this black father body is ready. Please, let's do it, Chicago Bears. Let's start it off strong. Week one, Lions versus Bears. Bears, I hope you guys win that. Next up, we got Raiders at Panthers, which is going to be a very interesting game because uh, the Raiders are no longer the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Oakland Raiders now. They are now the Las Vegas Raiders. So they will be playing in Vegas this year um, as well as playing under the Vegas uh, banner. Um, so we have the Jets at Bills, uh, the Browns versus Ravens, which will be a, I don't know, I guess that depends. Really, I think Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., um, I think this is their last year of leeway. I think Baker Mayfield got a little bit of leeway last year because he was young, because he was a rookie, because he was a quarterback, and he was allowed to make mistakes. But all of the dancing and the, and the Millie rocking and all of this, thinking you got the sauce and all of that, I don't want to see all of that. I want to see you, Baker Mayfield, go out there, and I want to see you dominate, and I want to see you win games. Last year, too many late picks, too many turnovers, um, not enough hitting those wide receivers earlier in their routes, um, you know, which is which is also a huge reason as to why I think their wide receivers were getting clamped down last year. Even though OBJ still had an OBJ year, it wasn't an OBJ year. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham are on their last straws. We know Odell Beckham always has something going on in the news. Hold on, let me pour a little bit more of my coffee. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, we know that Odell Beckham Jr. always has something going on in the news, and he is a lightning rod in sports. But I think you can only be a lightning rod in sports for as long as you produce. And if you're not going to produce, then you will not be a lightning rod. You will not be anything involved with the NFL. And I think that with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, if they do not step it up this season, and they do not, and if, if Baker Mayfield does not at least throw 25 touchdowns and has less than uh, 20 uh, interceptions, he's gonna get out of here. And if y'all think they're not gonna get that man out of here, you better go back and you better ask yourself what happened to Johnny Football. I'm sorry, football. Now, obviously, Baker Mayfield isn't sneaking into casinos with with uh, disguises on and masks and and hairnets and all that other crap, but. I believe that this is Baker and Odell's last year um, in terms of leeway. I think Baker is, a, is just a guy that you have to produce. You can't go out there and throw a bunch of turnovers, a bunch of interceptions. I thought the Browns were going to make the playoffs last year. They didn't. That was extremely disappointing because they did have the talent on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, I don't really know what to say, um, you, know, you know, for the Browns other than y'all better go out and you better ball out because if you don't, OBJ, you are going to be on somebody's roster earning $5 million a year in about two years. And Baker Mayfield, you might be out of the league in three years. So I think they have to step up and they have to actually go out there, grab the bull by the horns, and they need to take this season and they need to win as many games. If the Browns don't win at least nine games this year, this season is a failure, and those guys are failures. I'm sorry. So let's move on. Let's actually talk about 
Seahawks versus Falcons, which I actually think will be a very, very good game. I'm actually very interested to see what Russell, uh, you know, Wilson will look like with the capacity of the crowd being at 25 of, you know, percent. Obviously, this is an away game for the Seahawks, but the Seahawks are a team that thrives off of the crowd. They thrive off of the crowd, energy crowd noise. We know that the, you know, Seahawks fans in Seattle are listed as being the 12th man. I'm looking at Seahawks at Falcons, and I'm hoping that Russ can pull it through. I think this year will probably be another rough year for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think that they will win a bunch of games, but if they do, okay. But I actually think the Falcons this year will probably go 7-9 and nine or 8-8, eight and eight, but I guess we'll see. Let's move on. Let's actually talk um, the you know uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus the uh, you know Cincinnati Bengals. This game is honestly a toss-up to me. Um, the Chargers for the past few years have vastly and grossly underachieved. And I think this might finally be the season now that you shed Phillip Rivers to finally overachieve for a change. So I actually think the, you know, think, I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I think it'll be a very, very interesting game. Next up, we got the new look Cardinals, um, you know, on offense at least, uh, versus the San Francisco 49ers. I'm actually going to take the 49ers to win. I think, uh, you know, Mr. Bosa is going to have his way. Uh, and I think that the Cardinals this year, not really sure in terms of like what their strong suits are going to be overall. So I think it'll just really depend on their roster and what they can do. Obviously, they made some trades over the summer. They got them a young quarterback. Uh, but for the Cardinals, I, I believe it when I see it personally. I really will believe it when I see it. And that's just really what that boils down to for them. So let's move on. Let's talk Bucks at Saints. This is actually going to be my um, not game, not game of the week for the NFL, but it's the must-see game of the week for me. I mean, you know, uh, the Bucks and the Saints, I believe, are going to be doing this all year long in contention for that, you know, uh, a, a, you know, division title. So I think that the Bucks this year can actually come out, establish dominance. I think Tom Brady is going to actually look amazing this year. I drafted Tom Brady on my fantasy team, uh, you know, yesterday, and the reason why I drafted Tom Brady on my fantasy team was because I thought, I think, I thought and think that Tom Brady is going to have a career year this year from one of his offensive statistical categories. So now, be it it, uh, you know, passing percentage or or, uh, or or QBR or passer rating or completion percentage or I don't think he's going to set a touchdown record because what did he throw, like 49, 50 touchdowns when they had Randy Moss. But I do think Tom Brady is going to be a modicum of efficiency this year. I think he will enjoy having LaShawn McCoy, um, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette. He will enjoy having, uh, uh, you know, Mike Evans. He will enjoy having O.J. Howard, I believe, that um, uh, you know, O.J. Howard, as well as Gronkowski. At, you know, he, I think this is the most offensive options Tom Brady has ever had in terms of potency. I know Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, and, you know, Randy Moss were good, but they're not Mike Evans, Gron I mean, and Gronk as well, but they're not Mike Evans, Gronk, O.J. Howard, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, kind of good. So I think that this Bucks team will probably have one of the best offenses in the NFL this year, and I think that they will, they will ground and pound teams when they need to. And I think they will be able to go and spread teams out, five out, and dink and dive down the field like Tom Brady always does. Um, so I think it'll be extremely interesting. So let's move on. Cowboys versus Rams. 
Um, this is a matchup that I'm sure, uh, you know, Miss Ashley Nicole is very excited about. But the Cowboys are going to lose. The Rams are going to win. Jalen Ramsey signed his huge, huge, huge contract extension uh, yesterday. I believe it was four years, $105 million, which is the largest deal for any quarterback in sports history. So I actually think that the Rams are going to come out and look to actually establish dominance. They were a team last year that I thought severely underachieved. I thought that they should have done better just overall in terms of everything that they were doing, to be quite honest. I thought that they just vastly underachieved. I thought that the Rams last year were Super Bowl a bust to me. And when you don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a bust. When you have uh, Aaron Donald, when you have guys like, uh, you know, well, well, at least you had TG400, um, you know, you have uh, Jalen Ramsey on defense. They had a team that on paper was, to me personally, one of, if not the best team last year, other than the, you know, the Chiefs. So I was honestly very, very confused as to why they went out and kind of flamed out. I just thought that the, I just thought that the Rams would have a better shot at actually winning a Super Bowl last year. And now maybe that might be a Sean McVay thing. I think that's the name of that coach. Hold on. Uh, I think it's Sean McVay. L.A. Rams. Sean McVay is still that coach, right? Yes. So I think it may be a Sean McVay thing or whatever. I'm not going to blame Sean McVay for them losing or whatever it may be. But I will say this. I do really, really, truly believe that the L.A. Rams this year are championship or bust. And if they don't win a championship this year, I think some of these guys you will see will not be playing in Los Angeles next year. I think that also with them locking a lot of these players and a lot of these um, um, you know, guys up um, in terms of contracts, it allows them the ability to be able to trade uh, you know, them. And last year, going 9-7 and seven is not good to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not good to me. It's just not good. The year before, you win a division, you won a championship, you lost in the Super Bowl, and then literally you come back the next year, you flame out, you're third in the West, you're 9-7. But also, they've said it numerous times about teams with the Super Bowl hangover, right? Every team that gets to the Super Bowl that loses usually will have a Super Bowl hangover. You said, what are my expectations for the Cowboys? Well, I actually have solid expectations for the Cowboys. I think Mike McCarthy... I think what we've seen from Mike McCarthy is at times when he wants to be, he is an offensive genius. We saw what he was able to do with Aaron Rodgers with really a very limited receiving core in Green Bay. I mean, it's not like Aaron Rodgers has played with a full complement of wide receivers his entire career. I mean, I mean, Donald Driver, Randall Cobb, um, Devontae Adams, uh, um, um uh who who else was out there for them jimmy graham at one point i believe like those guys jimmy graham is like he was good when he was in new orleans but all these guys are like whatever um but i do think that with dak prescott with him having zeke and with him having the cowboys defense which is a decent defense and their offense is good they're, they're going to be good on both sides the thing about the cowboys is the cowboys are always going to cowboy that's what they do. They get close, and you think they're going to win a division, and then they wind up losing the division, and some fluke-ish happens. So until the Cowboys make the playoffs, I don't believe it, and I will believe it when I see it because I think that they're frauds, and I think every single year the Dallas Cowboys always have great expectations, and their fans are like, oh, we're going to get back to the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. We got that. We got Zeke. You ain't got nothing until you make the playoffs. When you make the playoffs, then you'll have something, and then you can actually brag. But until you make the playoffs, I don't want to hear about the Cowboys. Until Mike McCarthy is has won nine or ten games, and they clinched. I don't really want to hear from Cowboys fans. You guys just better hope 
and pray that this season does is not a disaster or like Stephen A. Smith says, an accident waiting to happen. Because I can I don't agree with Stephen A. Smith on a lot, but the one thing I definitely agree with him with is on that Cowboys Sunday, because Cowboys fans act like they are the Los Angeles Lakers and they are just the Dallas Cowboys. So let's go ahead, let's move on, let's talk about some more matchups. We have the Steelers versus the Giants. Um, this season for the New York Giants to me should be somewhat of a rebounding season i don't think that they're going to make the playoffs i don't think that they will win more than nine games but i do believe i do believe that this will be a year for the giants in which they actually begin to make some strides for it i looked at the new york giants last year and they were just awful to be honest but obviously you had to essentially usher eli manning out of the door um, and then essentially you had to, you know, kind of create the room for your new QB that you draft, you know, um, what is it? Was it Cooper? No, I'm sorry. It was Daniel Jones, not Cooper Rush. My bad. Excuse me. You have to make room for Daniel Jones. I mean, that's just really what it boils down to. Um, and I think that this team will be a little bit better this year. I mean, obviously they aren't really extremely deep in terms of on the offensive side. I mean, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton. I mean, all right, cool. Whatever. Sterling Shepard. All right, cool. I think the good thing that bodes well for them is the fact that they have Saquon Barkley. So I think that if the Giants can catch a hot streak between, you know, you know, you know, Saquon Barkley, as well as, um, you know, catch a hot streak this year between Daniel Jones, they may be able to rip off like seven, eight games. But I don't look for the Giants to be good at all this year. If they are good this year, I think that that'll be a testament to coaching and to the job, you know, that the new QB has done taking over for Eli Manning because those are some heavy shoes to fill in. That's kind of like, um, you know, being Andrew Luck and stepping in for Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. Huge, huge, um, you know, kind of, you know, kind of shoulders to bear or at least or at least um, shoes to fill in. So I'm looking at the Giants and I think they'll be decent, but they're not going to win this game. They're going to lose to the Steelers. I think the Steelers actually this year, if bathroom Ben, I'm sorry, excuse me, if Ben Roethlisberger is actually healthy this year. Um, I believe that we will actually see a very, very competitive team from the, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry, excuse me, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know why I couldn't say Pittsburgh Steelers, but I, but I do think that we will see um, a very effective team from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that this honestly might be Mike Tomlin's last year coaching the, um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this might be Ben Roethlisberger's last year playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think guys like Juju Smith-Schweister, this might be his last year playing for the Steelers because if the Steelers don't make the playoffs, if I'm the Steelers, I'm not sure if they just don't take everything and they don't just blow it up and come back next year and try to, you know, figure it out and make it all better. Um, I'm looking, I'm, I'm literally, I am literally, literally, literally looking at you, Ben Roethlisberger, because there is no excuses at all why the Steelers team on offense shouldn't be at least decent and his team shouldn't be in and compete in almost every game so Ben Roethlisberger yeah you got injured last year yeah whatever this ain't last year no more we're in 2020 now so I want to see what's going to happen once things actually shake down and it all boils down and we can see what happens so I think it'll be very interesting and someone asked do they are there oh snap what up Scott how you doing man what up man Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here talking NFL. Um, I just kind of was running through the slate. I got one more game to run through before I run through tonight's game, and that's Texas. I'm, I'm sorry, and that's the Titans versus the Denver Broncos. I actually don't know who's going to win this game. Who do you think is going to win that game, Scott? I'm rolling with the Titans, man. Uh, the Broncos, I'm just not uh, really – I don't think they have any quarterback. 
know, they got some young guys. Um, and then the defense, man, I think they're really going to miss Von Miller with that uh with that um surgery yeah. he's gonna have. He's gonna be out for the season. And uh, and if you look at Tennessee, their team is rolling. Tennessee made it to the AFC Championship game last year. Actually had a double digit lead on the Chiefs. Chiefs had to come back. Uh, Tannehill got paid. Uh, Derrick Henry got paid. I like Mike Vrabel. I like what they're doing over there. And I think they're gonna keep rolling. They're actually my pick to win. Uh, the AFC South this year, so I think they're gonna start off with a W. Okay, and yes, uh, fan, you're right. There will be uh, two extra teams making the NFL playoffs this year. What do you think about that, by the way? I love it. I love. It. I'm never gonna complain about extra wild card games uh, opening weekend. Um, I think it puts more pressure on the teams uh, for you to get that number one seed because then you, you know, it used to be top two seeds get the first week off. Now it's just number one seed. So I think it's going to up the competition even more. And then next year we get that extra game. It'll be 17 games next season. So I think it's good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So let's talk Texans versus Chiefs tonight. Uh, obviously, the season is back, but it doesn't really feel like the season is back. It, you it know, doesn't. They, they haven't really promoted it that much because they. I feel like they don't. They don't. They don't want black people on their ass. So they're like, you know what? Maybe we should just keep this off TV until we just start the season, and then they'll be like, oh, you started already. We can't boycott the game. Uh, but what do you think about tonight's matchup? What do you think about the NFL returning? What do you think about everything that's going on with the NFL right now? Well, I think the NFL, I kind of have the same feeling I had before the MLB season, before the NBA season, where I kind of was like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. You know, both of them, I, I was just not feeling it off. When the actual game started, I was locked in. I was locked into the bubble playoffs the first weekend. MLB, I've been locked in uh, mainly because my team is doing so well. But just yeah. I've been – shout, shout out to the White Sox, by the way. Yeah, um, shout out to them. And actually, time. this is the morning brew. <laughs> a little bit later, I, wanna, I want you to talk about what's going on in the MLB season because I okay. have no idea because, honestly, with basketball, baseball – Football about to be on, the WNBA on, and I got to cover the Clippers, and I got to work a real job, and mm. I, we got to do this HMB media stuff. You I got have a no whole bunch time of stuff no, going on. I'm only <laughs> watching NBA basketball and football until further notice. What's well, so? I can, yeah, I can definitely uh, let you know what's going on with that. But All right, uh, cool. With the NFL, man, uh, I feel like when the actual game starts, that everybody's gonna be hooked again. It's mm. gonna be the same thing it was for the NBA. And especially because the NFL, everybody calls uh, MLB America's pastime. I think that's old. I think the NFL is America's pastime. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's going to get hooked right in. I think the crowd thing is going to be weird at first. Um, but I think the NBA did a really, really good job presentation-wise to where I almost forget there's no crowd in some of these games. Um, MLB for the regular season, it's been cool. I think the playoffs, you're going to really see the lack of a crowd where it's going. But NFL, I think it's going to be good. I'm with you where they haven't really been promoted that much because of, you know, the NFL. You know, Roger Goodell doesn't read the wrong, like, at all. I don't – and I don't – I honestly, I don't think he cares to read the wrong, <laughs> to be completely honest. I mean, even today with the halftime show, they got that little kid, uh, the I'm a young black man, dude. He's performing. I'm like – No. Right, yeah, dead ass. He's performing. No. Yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> He's that, that, man, that man in the middle of the field to me, I'm a young black man. Yeah. Doing all I don't want to see that. Yeah, he's performing. I would definitely be turning to I whatever to game is on during <coughs> halftime. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Were you one of the people that defended Jay-Z when he signed his NFL deal? Yes, I was. Uh, what are your thoughts now? 
I, I was wrong. Uh, okay, I was wrong. thank you. As, I, as long as y'all, as long as, <laughs> as long as everybody out there, that was the, that was the truth. That it was all y'all just want I was wrong. Bad about dang. Go ahead. I, I'm go, go ahead. But I, I will, I will say this. I still do think that I think a lot of people got mad at Jay for the okay, we're kneeling now. What's next? While I do agree with that quote, Jay hasn't really. He ain't gave us what's next. What's next? You in the room with Goodell? What's next? So he hasn't really like followed up on that quote himself. No, you but, know what's next? I'm a young black right. man. <laughs> social, me- social uh, justice, uh, yeah. Rock Nation T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. And Meek and Meek Mill perform at the Super Bowl halftime. That's what right. we need to stop police brutality. I, I've been on an apology tour all year on my podcast uh, this year. I've I apologized <laughs> to a lot of people. Uh, I apologize to Chris Paul, uh, but he, he deserved it though. Yeah, I apologize to a lot of people, so I, I definitely will add that to my apology too. I was wrong about Hove and uh, Roger Goodell, but overall, man, I think within a week or two, people gonna forget. People not gonna care. People love football so much that it's just gonna be on to, you know, regular regular things. And honestly, with the NFL, unlike the NBA and MLB, I don't think they're gonna go a full year without fans. There's already some uh, teams that are going to be uh, yeah, having fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Ashley mentioned that last night. We got a fan that asked, so "Do you believe that? Do you believe that with no crowd that it'll help the defense more?" Oh, the for fans sure. That. Okay. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. The defense is gonna be able to lock in. They ain't got to worry about crowds or nothing like that. But I also think it's gonna help with um the offense too because they're gonna be able to like pay attention a little bit more. It's gonna be kind of like how you know in the bubble you got certain players that just hoop better when there's no crowd around. Um, yeah. it might help a Mitchell Trubisky, you know what I'm saying? That he might, he ain't got nobody booing him, telling him he sucks, you know, to, to, to zone in a little bit. But if your I defense, mean, I don't know, eat. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When I found out Mitch was starting, I'm like, what was the point of any of the offseason? No, this is, this is the whole thing on the Mitch thing. I like, I, I've been saying it's, it's, it's collusion. It has nothing to do <laughs> with, said it's collusion. It's collusion. It has nothing to do with who throws the football better. <laughs> nothing. There's no way you have eyes. And look and think that he could throw the football better, better than Nick Foles. The only thing Mitch has in his favor over Foles is he has more of a. Uh, he knows where what the where, what receivers are in their right spots. Now he's going to overthrow them in them spots, mm-hmm. but he knows what spots they go to. And since there was no OTAs, since there was no full full training camp, and since there wasn't no preseason, Nick Foles didn't have that. But he's going to be on a very yeah. extreme short leash. I think it's going to be game by game. And also, if you're Matt Nagy, it's easier to go from Trubisky to to, uh, to Foles. Instead of having Foles start and he messes up, then you got to go to Trubisky. You can't sell that yeah. to the fan base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, uh, I feel like you can, right? No? I mean, me personally. I'm just asking. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing against you. I'm just yeah. asking you a question. I feel like if you started Nick Foles, we've been literally saying, get Mitch off the field. Right. So if you start Nick Foles and Nick sucks, we ain't gonna have no other option but to put Mitch in. So versus starting Mitch and then you gotta go to Nick, it's gonna be like, bruh, I understand they don't want to give up on their pick, right? Because he was a big pick. They drafted him over a lot of guys that they drafted him over. Yeah. So I understand it, but come on, man. Come on, man. I, I agree with you. I'm not very high on the Bears, though. Like I said on our podcast, um, we got the preview pod dropping tomorrow. We got Thomas Jones on there. We had a good conversation with him. Congrats um, on that, by the way. Very, very huge move for you, you all. Um, he, he's not your first Bears player, is he? 
Uh, yeah, he's a yeah. Well, no, we we had um Jared Payton. Jared actually played a year with the Bears, so uh, oh, Jared oh, yeah. probably I be forgot first. Jared. I forgot this. What's wild is I forgot Jared actually played in the NFL because his his radio career. Jared got so many hats, so well. man. Yeah, like literally. you know. I yeah, forgot he played in the NFL because of his literally because of his career his other careers have done so well. So he was also Payton. a part of the best college football team of all time. He was on the really? 01 Canes. Yes. Oh wow. He was on Crazy. the 01. He he has a lot of stories about about that 01 Cane that he can't tell in the podcast that are very oh, legendary. Of oh my god! <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of cocaine and horse. <laughs> he, he did, I did like the story about how they had to let the Miami Heat in the club. In 01, which which was quite hilarious. But uh, uh, who was playing on the Heat in in 01? Uh, Zoe. Uh, was, was Tim Hardaway there? I think Hardaway was there. That's about it. And they, yeah. they were washed in 01. I think yeah. Zoe sat the whole season out. That is funny as hell. That's but, funny as hell. But with go the ahead. Bears, man, I got nine to seven. Uh, and it's not really because the division is going to go down to week seventeen. Mm-hmm. It's it's this is not a division that any team is going to run away with. Uh, Kirk Cousins, aka COVID Kirk. This is what I'm calling him for the rest of the year. Uh, he is not anything to run home about. That defense has gotten much better. They made a good trade um, with Jacksonville. But and Aaron Rodgers, man, like like uh, like Russell Westbrook like to say, uh, Bell, Pat Bell trick y'all. Aaron trick y'all, man. He's been throwing out of bounds for two, three years. And um, actually, actually, Scott, I was talked about that earlier. I said that I believe that this is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I said honestly, I said about a few guys. I think that this is Aaron Rodgers last year before. Before he either get traded or it's over for him. Oh yeah, this I is think, last year's a Packer. For I sure. think I think it's OBJ's last year. Period. If he don't come out and ball this year, he's gonna get traded or he's gonna be somewhere making five million dollars a year. And I think Baker Mayfield. He just got here, but it, was, it might be over for him fast. And I, so Baker's I think those guys got, yeah. are on the hot seat this year. Personally, go ahead. That's that's a, that's a good point. Uh, I think Baker and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is gone is gone even if he balls out this, this year because I think he's fed up with the Packers management. Um I don't think he liked the fact that they drafted Jordan Love. Um you know what I'm saying that high in the draft especially when they just went to the NFC Championship game. Now they went to the NFC Championship game mainly because uh their run game more than uh Rodgers himself. But he didn't like that. And I personally this views what 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 Favre did to uh to um Rodgers by yeah. keep constantly coming back is what Rodgers is trying to do to join Jordan Love and I don't think the Packers management is going to let uh Rodgers run the house like Favre did so that's going to be something to look forward to and you bring up Baker Mayfield that, there's a lot of pressure on Baker we're going to see what Baker is made of is he is he is he as good as he was number or one or is pick? he just sober Manziel <laughs> or is he sober sober Johnny Football we we gonna see for sure um and Odell man he's always just I think Odell gets a bad rap, but what is Od- Odell's never really done anything bad. Odell, Odell just is emotional. Like Odell did, goes out there and balls. He just he's just emotional. But I do think if it doesn't mi- mix uh, in Cleveland, that he could be traded too. Because what's the point of keeping him there if, if ain't nobody hooping? Yeah, well, what is the point of keeping him there? And, and, and look, I understand Odell always love to say if I was if I actually did something bad, then it would be a reason. But yeah, yeah but you got to hoop. G, yeah. you got a hoop like like <laughs> you gotta play ball. Man. I saw in the Cam Newton interviews like, wow, I didn't had a thousand yards in every season, not in every healthy season. I had. I looked at, I was like, you have, but that don't mean you hooped, right? That's like that's like Bradley Beal being like, I average thirty. It don't matter. A thousand yards don't is not matter. hard for a wide receiver to get. Like, it's, like especially when you're the only one that they throw into. Right, exactly. But <laughs> because he can't he can't find nobody else. Because every time he tried to, he throw an interception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you talk about pressure, I think there's a lot of pressure on, on Matt Nagy too because 
let when not if but when Nick Foles comes because Nick Nick Foles is gonna come whether uh, Mitch either sucks or he gets hurt. We're gonna really see does Nagy have good plays or does he just have a bad quarterback? So we're gonna find out about that about um about them. But I don't know. I'm just I got really excited for the Bears last week last year mm-hmm. and they, and they let me down. So they they gotta earn me this year. I'm staying at nine and seven, and the defense is gonna be phenomenal. But I don't I think, think I said nine and seven too early. I believe. I yeah, nine and seven. Nine and seven. I can see if they overachieve, they could get in the 10 11. Uh, if they overachieve, uh, but I think defense is going to be phenomenal as usual. I think Khalil Mack is going to win defense player of the year. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Really? Um, okay. Last year, he had only eight sacks, but that's because um, Akeem Hicks mixed like, mixed, uh, like nine, 10 games. Yeah, yeah. So he was out there by guy. himself. Hold on. Akeem Nix is the end, right? Not a, he's not a tackle. He, Oh, he's a, a he's a uh, defensive uh, defensive tackle. Yeah, defensive oh, tackle. Oh, he a DT. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and they got Robert Quinn this year. So. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, they gonna <laughs> that, be decent. That's a big boost. Um, we got the nice rookie Jalen Johnson. He's gonna be on the side with Kyle Fuller. He run the rookie. He won uh, the second cornerback spot in in camp. Uh, you got Deshaun Gibson, who's gonna be in the backfield with Eddie Jackson. They both have like combined like twenty interceptions over the last twenty se- over the last two seasons, so it's gonna be hard to throw on them. Of course, you got a great uh, linebacker core, Danny Trevathan and um, Roquan Smith. So the defense is gonna be great. The offense just has to put up twenty to twenty two points a game, and I think they can win games. But can they do that though? Can bro? they do that? It's a lot of questions. Not just <laughs> like the quarterback. Has. Can they do that? It's not just the quarterback. The running back room is questionable. The offensive line is questionable. So. You know, the Bears can't do nothing but impress me this year because I have no type of expectation. But I do think they'll make the playoffs because of the extra playoff spot. Really? Okay. Yeah. So 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 who do you have coming out of the NFC uh, uh Central? Uh the you mean North. Oh, uh, I mean North. My bad, my bad. The North, I got the Vikings winning. I for, I um, forget it's like it's North. Yeah, I don't even know why they do that. It should have <laughs> stayed the Central. But <laughs> I got the Vikings winning the North. Um I just think they're probably the most complete team. Um, I don't have any faith in Kirk Cousins, but he actually proved something in the playoffs last year by going to New Orleans, getting the win. So maybe he rides off that momentum. I just think they have the least question marks out of the big three in the North. You know, the Lions don't matter. The Lions are, are, yeah. are a good two wins for everybody in that division. So I'm gonna I'm go with crying. them. Okay, that's interesting. In terms of in terms of the Bears, on um, if they are to have a playoff season, who do you think will be their MVP? If they do have a oh, playoff level it, season, it, it has to be the quarterback. It's either Mitch or Foles. They've got to. They got to be able to do so it. So you, so you think that this literally this entire season boils down to the offense uh, offensive side of the ball yeah. more than defense. For sure, the defense. The defense was top three last year, and we had half yeah. the defense was on IR. Yeah, like we were beat up last year, and they were still top three. So at full strength, nobody's really scoring on them. Is can Mitch do it? And if Mitch can't do it, can Foles be consistent enough? to do it um i think this is mitch's uh, make a break yeah mitch knows that either he balls out this year or he's gonna be in the xfl like <laughs> it, it's, it's nobody's gonna sign him the rock gonna be his new boss right he gonna be working <laughs> for spencer strasmore like it's it, it's it's put up a shut up time for mitch and we hear all these um all the players oh he looks so much better we gotta see it and if he goes out there sunday and kills i'm not gonna look at anything from that because he always kills the lions yeah, There's one the team that Mr. Trubisky bodies. He bodies the Lions. Now, let's see in these upcoming games we look what he does. And contrary to probably believe, I don't hate Mitch. I don't hate Mitch at all. He looks like he's a good kid. I hate Ryan Pace. You don't hate Mitch. You hate, don't get me wrong. You hated the draft pick when they oh, picked him. I don't, yeah, I don't and hate then after him. They, and then after they picked him, you talked yourself into it. You know, he, you gave him a fair shot. I he did. just been trash. 
I can admit it. You gave him a fair shot. I, I gave him a fair shot. Because I remember when they drafted him, you cut a promo, a uh, promo, a promo. I Woo. was so upset. Like, I walked from La Cienega all the way down to Pico, bro. And if anybody lives in Los Angeles, know how long that walk is. <laughs> And like it, it was, I was so so angry. But I'm not mad at Mitch. I'm mad at Ryan Pace. He's the general manager. He he gets paid to evaluate talent. He's the one who had two private workouts with Patrick Mahomes, two dinners with Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, and said, "Oh, if Mitch isn't there, we'll get him." So my problem is with him. My problem is also the fact that you got all these players getting extensions, and Allen Robinson hasn't gotten an extension yet. If there's anybody on offense who stepped up and balled, yeah. and it's been Allen Robinson. He's like, well, we don't know what the salary cap is going to look like in 2021. That didn't stop the Rams from paying Jalen Ramsey. That didn't stop all these other extensions been thrown out yeah, this offseason. Yeah, but off Scott, season. you forget those organizations are winning organizations. The we Rams have, ain't. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, but hell, they didn't been to the Super Bowl since we have. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that. Like, that's like, like. I don't understand what be going on through the Bears GM's mind sometimes. Like, how? Like, even. Like, how do you miss out on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? And Deshaun Watson in the same draft, and you wind up literally with the worst quarterback from that draft. It, it, it mine, but I would be mad about missing out on Jamal Adams too if we didn't get Eddie Jackson. If we didn't get Eddie yeah. Jackson, I'd have been hot about that too. But yeah it's, it's put up a shut up time for this bears team and we do a I great job that, drafting everything but quarterbacks but quarterbacks that is it and i say it's put up a shut up time because Khalil max guaranteed money kicks in this offseason so um and you just made eddie jackson the highest paid safety in the league so you better win something before that cap hit yep i agree so let's go ahead let's talk about um actually let's talk about tom brady i really want to talk about brady the goat I've been saying it. I think Tom Brady is going to have one of the most efficient years in yeah. his career. I don't think this will be the best year of his career because obviously what he did when they went 16-1 and one or whatever it was, 16-0 and in regular season, and he had Randy Moss, and he threw, what, 49, 50 touchdowns that year? He threw 52? 52, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, I don't think he's going to match that, obviously, because he's not as young, and I just think that that, you know, kind of they caught lightning in the bottle. But I do foresee Tom Brady having, like, a 35-touchdown 12 interception year on yeah. like with like 66 or 70 percent completion percentage and i told ashley last night and and chris on our on when i did my fantasy draft show i legit think that that, that you know they're going to have a two-headed monster in the backfield but i don't oh, yeah. think but i don't think Lashawn is going to be the guy that i'm going to be looking for a ton to run i think Lashawn is going to play that that kind of slot receiver that they love putting in the backfield that is either a running back or a slot receiver and they and he just gonna get so many dink and dunk passes and just get him in the open field and let him do what he does and I think that's gonna be very very dangerous because we've seen what Tom Brady has done with any kind of running back that has any kind of hands and Lashawn yeah. McCoy is one of the best catching running backs ever you know what I mean and when he's in the open field he's very very good he just ain't been himself but honestly you playing with Tyrod Taylor in in in, in Buffalo and you in Buffalo what are you getting out of Buffalo <laughs> right exactly. Now, if he was playing on the Patriots, we wouldn't be having no conversations about LaShawn McCoy. But I think with Leonard Fournette out there, I think they're gonna have a two-headed monster. And I think if they wanna if they wanna ground and pound teams or if they just wanna put it in the air and let it fly, it's gonna be very interesting. What do you think? How do you think Brady's gonna fare with the Bucks? I think Brady is going to be dominant this year. Like you see, he's gonna be very efficient. I can see 35 touchdowns. And for the first time in a couple of years, he's got weapons, man. Like there's so many dudes in New England hurt 
over the last two years. Yeah, like, a lot. Monk wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gordon was in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Muhammad Sanu was not as, yeah. as, as good as advertised. Yeah. Wes Welker was suspended and hurt. This year, he's got... Gronk is back. Yep. You you mentioned the two the two headed backfield. Yep. Leonard Fournette is going to be the best running back he's had since Corey Dillon yep. in 04. Oh. And just look at the receivers. Yeah, you got Howard, Mike Evans, yeah. OJ Howard, Chris Godwin, yeah. like and Bruce Arians is an offensive mind. Yeah. And I think they're going to go crazy out there. That division is tough. The Saints are always in it. But to me, Brady and, and Brady wants to prove that he can do it without Belichick. Mm-hmm. I think that's something huge. And even for New England, Belichick want to prove he can do it without Brady. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, Belichick's not going to win championship without Brady, but no. I. But it's. But I. For Belichick, you, there's nothing to prove, bro. We saw you take Matt Castle and win. How many games was it? It was eleven. Eleven games with Matt Castle. Yeah. Like I. I don't. I think I, honestly, I think this will be the best season of Cam Newton's career. If Cam Newton is, is an yeah. MVP candidate, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I honestly issue, wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton's an MVP candidate or Tom Brady's an MVP candidate. The biggest issue for the Patriots isn't going to be the offense. It's going to be they got like six players on defense yeah. who sat out because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be their biggest issue right there. Um, but offensively, but even on the defense, man, it's Bill Belichick. He's a defensive mastermind. Yeah, He'll what find he some dude from Nevada that we never heard of who's going to get like five picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and the then, Patriots and, got the number two yeah. defense again. Yeah. And then he going to get maxed out and never do anything. Exactly. So, <laughs> But I'm expecting a lot from Brady this year, man. I think he has a strong, strong chance to get number seven. So it's going to be interesting to watch. I think he does, too, especially with the lack of crowd. I think, uh, yeah. you know, like for Brady, playing on the road already was nothing to him. Yeah. Now you mean to tell me it's going to be 25% of the people there <laughs> right. so my whole team can hit he a whole really snap? So we can hit a whole snap? You mean to tell me, like, wow, I, my whole heart count, the whole team can hit? All right, cool, it's lit. So Brady, Brady had yeah. a lot of impressive on-the-road drives, but to me his most impressive – was two years ago when it was Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and he was like, it was like dicing them up. Yeah. Like you knew they were gonna score. Yeah. From the minute that drive started, and it was just like, the crowd was loud, and he was just like, whatever. Yeah. First down. First bye, down. Bye, first bye, bye, down. Bye, bye. And he was just doing it. So like you said, with no crowd, that's gonna be like light work for, for Brady. Yeah, light work. So I look for Tom to have. A, I, like I said, I'd look for Tom to have a a, a a a a great season. Tom is one of those guys that I say is like LeBron. As yeah. long as his body is healthy, he can play for as long as he wants to because the skill and the mind is there. And that's a you good know, comparison. Versus like Mike, because Mike, Mike was hurt and injured, took yeah. all that time out. He didn't. His body wasn't there after thirty-five. Honestly, yeah. after thirty-three, really. After thirty-three, yeah. After thirty-three, Mike's body was really gone. Braun's body is just starting to get a little bad yeah. at thirty-six. So if he can stay healthy, he'll be like Brady. They can play forever. Yeah, that's a good comparison because Brian and Brady have insane workout regimens. Like Brady be out here eating avocado ice cream, bro. Like he did the little TB12 method. I'm crying. That he got like they both yeah. were in insane shape to the point they can play as long as they. Mike was out here like even if you watch last yeah, night smoking man, cigars and drinking he, beers before finals like, games before, before practice. He's like, yeah, man, I had I got a couple brews in, got a couple <laughs> cigars in. I'm like, dude, it's 10 a.m. Like, well, what are you doing? So like, like he he didn't care about that stuff, but Brady and LeBron are just like they're they're freakish athletes. Like people don't understand, Brady gonna be to be forty three this year. Like crazy. He and he looks as good as he looked twenty years ago. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it is insane. So let's go ahead. Last topic of the show before we get ready to get out of here. I want to talk about Lakers versus Rockets. I picked the Rockets to win in six. So, oh, you Lakers- tripping? 
Lakers fans, obviously, <laughs> they had my they had my neck. And don't get me wrong, I only I've been picking against the Lakers all year, so I'm not gonna stop. I'm sorry. Like Lakers fans, you. you can be mad at me, but if I say y'all gonna lose, I'm gonna stick with that all year long. I'm not gonna change my pick. I, I said that the Lakers would not make the finals. I'm still sticking with that. So I'm, I'm not, sticking with that too. I'm still on the Clippers. I'm still I know yeah, I'm still sticking with that. And honestly, I don't think this Houston series is over. I think it just No, nah, I don't either. I think it just depends on Tweet God and it depends on small game James. And I'm not talking about LeBron James. James Harden G. This man literally be putting up like 25 27 before the fourth quarter hit a couple three hit a couple threes <laughs> in garbage time and then people be like well he had 30. I don't want to hear that G the man averaged 35 in the regular season he had 33 in the last game that's two points below his average he got to do better and if he don't if he gonna play passive if he gonna let Anthony Davis like why how can Anthony Davis stick with James Harden G you can't how come James ain't he he spent the whole past two years doing this dribbling and shaking and putting people in blenders now all of a sudden you play the lakers you just want to stand out there and let kcp guard you and let alice caruso guard you and let rajon rondo punk you so if the rockets go out tonight and get punked yeah they're gonna lose in five but if they go out and win tonight i'm still taking them in six i know three games in a row is a lot but the rockets are a team that if they get hot they get hot and this thing with daniel house and all these rumors that are going on they miss him, bro. Daniel, yeah. like literally, when I be playing on two K with, with good playoffs. Gee, when I play with Daniel House on two K and he's and and I go to the bench, there's nobody to put at point guard. I put Austin Rivers, but obviously he started messing up. Get him out of here. Daniel House can dribble, he can defend, he can hit open shots, and he likes to talk ish. If he's not out there on the floor, you're which I think he's been there starting shooting. I mean, sorry, small forward yeah, essentially all yeah. year long. That come on, man. And, and Daniel House got to be smarter, man. He got he, he just is stupid, bro. I don't know what did he do though, because I'm seeing some rumors about a female reporter, and then I'm seeing no, well, no, nah, they they wild for bringing. I don't want to bring her name. Mm, up, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna bring her name. Yeah, in. they wild for involving her, but allegedly he brought in one of the testers. <laughs> brought in one of the testers. One of the COVID testers. He brought he, them in where? To his hotel room. And he was sleeping with her. What's wrong with that? She getting I, tested. I, I guess it was something against protocol. I don't know what it is. Now that talking about maybe suspending him for the series, but and he was married, so it's like, dude, you messed up your season and possibly your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you was LeBron or somebody, you can get away with that. But you, Daniel House, bro, you, you can't get away with that, dog. Gee, a COVID tester. A COVID I am on tester, the floor, bro. G. I saw that on Twitter this morning. I was down. I'm laughing. on the floor, bro. What? Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> with this series though man i said it on the pod yesterday and uh i just feel like the, the biggest difference here is that the, the rockets are stupid yeah. like this could be a seven game series and they could actually win this series if they weren't stupid like the biggest like it was a close game in game three until rondo playoff rondo like i've been saying for years mm-hmm. is a real thing mm-hmm. when playoff rondo arrived dropped like 14 in the fourth quarter it was a wrap because russ i think russ and harden had pretty good games but what was their third score? You need Eric Gordon to be as good as he was in game one. They're not getting nothing from the bench. I think the bench scored them out, like, outscored the Rockets, yeah. like, 44 to 12 or something like that. Yeah. Like, they got to get better. I don't think this series is over. If they find a way to win tonight, this could probably go seven. Yeah. I think – but I think tonight, literally, tonight is their game seven. Yeah. Or at least – the I because I think if you win tonight, all the pressure goes back on to – 
you know, to the Lakers because I think the Lakers made so many adjustments in game two and game three. Yeah. The Rockers is like, oh, snap, we ain't ready for this. But the thing about what about Mike D'Antoni? Teams do they always do? D'Antoni is. They get outmaneuvered in the playoffs because he can't make adjustments. I think D'Antoni is more to blame than Harden. Like, D'Antoni is just, just. I mean, he's good to get your team to playoffs, he's good to score, but what else he doing outside of that, bro? He, be, he yeah. getting out coached by Frank Vogel. And I don't even think Frank Vogel is that great of a coach. Wow. That, yeah, yeah, he's not. That's crazy. This man really this man really got in trouble for that. Him and Tyson Chandler were ruled out of game three for quote-unquote personal reasons. Tyson Chandler, 20 years in the league. Tyson Chandler really been in the league 20 years. And that's funny because I remember the day he got drafted and we traded Elton yeah. Brown. Yeah, and, and I was like, what are you doing? You know, it's funny. In retrospect, he had a better career. He had but a way better way career better than career. Elton Brand. <laughs> way longer. Defensive yeah, player of the year. Won a ring. Uh, still respected amongst everybody. And as a guy that low-key was a baller in high school, he really did have a better career he than Elton Brand. He had a better career. But I just remember they tried to sell me. Uh, they it was like, he's the new and improved Kevin Garnett. I will never forget that scout report on draft day. And I was just like, okay, whatever, man. Yeah. But. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, fans, thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of The Morning Brew. Definitely appreciate it. Actually, let's do real quick. I want to know um, who do you think is going to win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year in the NFL? MVP, Russell Wilson, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Khalil Mack, Rookie of the Year. Hmm. No draft. I mean, I mean, well, no preseason. So, you know. I'm going to go with my man, uh, Joe Burrow. All right. I'm going go with my man, Burrow. He, I, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked because he just got a certain swagger to him. Where I think yeah. he just don't care. And Versus, they got weapons in, in yeah. Cincinnati. So yeah. it's yeah. going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we'll see. But anyways, thank you all for tuning in to The Morning Brew. This has been your boy TPJ. Thank you, Scott, for joining. Please talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BarbChairScott. Um, you can follow the Barber's Chair Network on Instagram and Twitter at, at BarberChair. Barbara Share Net. Uh, we have Patreon. Uh, shout out to all our Patreon subscribers, man. The numbers are getting higher and higher every month. Um, we've got a lot of exclusive content. We got a betting show um, that will be on there, uh, hosted by my man Pierce. So for all you gamblers, sports gamblers, check that out. It's patreon.com slash Barbara Share Network. Um, we got the $5 package, which is just, you know, extra summer sessions episodes. And if you pay ten dollars, you get Barber Share All Access. So check that out. We've got a new episode of um, our inaugural NFL podcast called Two Minute Drill. It's up right now. We are joined by the homie uh, Chops of Complex Sports Low Management Podcast. Check that out. Um, we got a new Seven Night the Hallas dropping tomorrow. New Summer Sessions dropping tomorrow, and new Ball Don't Lie will drop today. As we will be talking about everything NBA. So yeah, man, that's where you can check all everything out. All righty, Scott. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And I will get up with you next time on the Morning Brew. Yes, sir. All righty. All right, fans. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Morning Brew. As always, it's been your boy, TPJ. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see what happens tonight on all the matchups. Until next time, peace out.